Okay, welcome to Craggy Island Rugby, the European edition. We're in a lovely, quiet sports ground. It's nice and fresh this evening. Uh, not much wind, and we're playing against Newcastle. William, your thoughts? That's another good night for a game of rugby. Um, they look very tough in the pack, maybe a little bit lacking and young in the backs. Uh, it's very hard to call what's going to happen in this game or whether it really features for either side in their season. But um, we'll see what happens. I would be reasonably happy if Connacht put in a good performance. OK, William, just 21 minutes gone. Uh, we're winning 6-0. Your thoughts? I think Connacht have made a good start here. Uh, it's quite an open, entertaining game. Newcastle are throwing the ball around a bit. I'm not sure how much belief they actually have in that, but it's a bit different to what you'd expect from them. Um, little errors here and there, but yeah, so far so good. We've done okay, and we've held them well at the scrum. And the crowd weren't happy with that tackle without the ball from as Connacht broke through into the into the Newcastle 22. But we'll talk again at half time. Okay, William, 9-3 at half time, as our stadium announcer said. Your thoughts? Um, they'd probably be happy enough for the amount of possession and position that we played that first half, maybe want to be a few more points in front, but they've done okay few little errors on moves that have broken down but they've stuck at it, Newcastle playing in fits and starts and hopefully as we're a second half team uh, we'll prove that today We will indeed, we'll talk again on 60 Minutes OK William, just on 60 minutes we've just won a penalty um, which is just as well because Newcastle are back to tw 10 points and we're only on 12 Yeah, they've just scored a, a, a typical try I would say for them from a rolling mall which did look as if it had been stopped a couple of times but the referee left it run um, We've got to play a little bit smarter we need to move this ball around we're, we're falling into the trap of trying to take them on at their own game so we are shooting for a goal here, so we might stay with this and see if he gets this. An important kick. Kicked beautifully this evening, Jack Carty. Um, but this game could get really messy if uh, we don't get a few points on the board soon. Yeah, he's four from four, and he should get this. It's fairly close to the centre of the field on the 10-metre line. We'll just go quiet while he lines it up. No, he's pulled it. He's pulled it. So, 60 minutes. Connacht have a two-point lead. We talked yet full-time. Okay, William, it was, um, it was a good win in the end. Yeah, it was. With the sight of Dave McSharry, who came on there in the 79th minute going off with what looks like another head injury is uh, really has taken the whole sting out of that great win 
almost against the run of play. We 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 had a Rory Parata sin bind, and that actually seemed to galvanise us. They took Rory Lawson off, and that seemed to uh, lose their drive. And uh, you would take you would take that as a good win with the side we had out. Yeah, when their their sub kicker missed a kick in front of the goals from the Parata injury or from the Parata sin binding. Um, it seemed to spark us up and they just lost all confidence um, and we, we played some brilliant rugby in that 10 minutes well and it is a real shame about Dave McSharry hopefully he's hopefully he's going to be okay uh, but it doesn't look good um, but at least you know we <laughs> we won and um, we'll move on to next week uh, it's a well known fact that in the clan terrace we miss very little of what's going on and uh, I've got a woman with me here, Emma, who has spotted something, and uh, she's going to tell us what it is. Well, coming into tonight's match, it was it was pretty clear that there was a massive uh, gap in terms of our depth of squad. There was a lot of young lads drafted in. There was a lot of replacements drafted in. There was a lot of guys needing experience drafted in. But uh, you you really see what they've had to pull out of the bag tonight when you see that they've had to draft in a sub for Eddie. Yes, this is the stunning news that Eddie appears to have been replaced by a smaller, less weighty Eddie. Which begs the question, is Eddie actually on the field? That is the question, folks. Is Eddie now playing for Connacht? And if so, who is he? <laughs> who is Eddie? There was definitely a replacement out there tonight. Not a shadow of a doubt. Those, uh, those shoulders were not Eddie's shoulders. That waistline was not Eddie's waistline. It's, uh, it's clearly not Eddie that was on the sidelines tonight. So you'd be uh, forgiven for guessing that he might have been drafted in to actually play. Indeed. Eddie the Eagle. Injured. Oh, my God. Post-game section of the podcast, and they're talking when I'm trying to do an intro. That's Dave Finn. I would like to say that certain people were in plush, warm press boxes while professionals like Gavin Duffy and Eddie O'Sullivan and Dave McNamara stood in the press box in the cold with the rest of us. Oh, you went there. <laughs> oh, I did go there, man. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm almost speechless, but I can still say Packy or Niall Shield, as you're known in Newcastle Radio. Welcome along. Thanks, Rob. Do you want my jacket? No, no, I'm comfortable. Okay. Yeah, I'm warm. The radiator is really warm up there. William and Alan are being welcomed along already. Oh, lads, I'll start with you, Alan, because I don't know what you've said in the in the intro stuff. But anyways, the main point I was going to make is that's one of the big, big wins. That's my second favourite win of the entire season because the bounce-back ability of it. Yeah, yeah, I think we mentioned that at the end of the game that, that you know, when, when Rory went off, um, when we were only, well, we should have only been two points up when Rory went off, um, that, you know, for us to come back and, and take off the way we did. I think it, that the, their missed penalty deflated them, I think, once they substituted Lawson. He made a huge difference. He was running that game. But once they just saw him complaining to his two centres about something that they hadn't done and whatever, and thinking a hooker giving out of it to two centres, and normally that that doesn't happen but one of them went over and apologised to him that man was he was really up for this game um, once he went off they lost a lot of direction and we we, we fired up and went really went and won well yeah your summation pack no I thought it was a great one um, yeah. playing really good rugby I'm really enjoying the rugby watching it um, yeah I'm, I'm delighted with that no, huge huge injury list I think everybody knows that probably no need to talk about it everybody yeah. knows there's so, there's so many fellas missing but when fellas are coming in and stepping off the mark, I thought Peter Robb was outstanding. Very excited about Peter Robb now. Yeah, yeah, me too. I uh, I had my doubts. Yeah. Um, but he's he's oh he's well pretty well. He won two great turnovers on the deck. Uh, he carried well. 
he generated a really go forward ball uh, when it was needed um, and he passed one. Uh, really, 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 really pleased with him. And Caelan Blade as well. I thought it was very good. Yeah, I think I think this is going to be one Leinster may end up regretting. Um, he was like goal because clearly he wasn't coming through as quickly as they thought up in Newcastle. But um, sorry, up in Dublin, Newcastle in the brain. Um, they let him go. Uh, I'm with, I was with Packy there. I thought in some of the EA games he's played, he hasn't shown up. But I think he went to Russia, and that was a lot of faith shown in him to go out there. And he took his chance there, and he made a couple of big carries out there. Uh, today he was excellent. He is. You would, you would have gone inside thinking, especially when you hear on the way up to the match that Tiernan is out as well. So where's, where's the leadership going to come from outside 10? And it came from Peter, and it came from Matt as well, who stood up. A lot of ball was kicked down to him. And he knew his instinct was to run. And that's at the platform. Now, there was a little bit of a lack of cutting edge. Just the only criticism I have for them was, was with the amount of ball we had and the way we're passing around, there wasn't, you never, in that, especially in that first half, you never thought, yeah, there's definitely a try on here. That's the only criticism I have. I thought Rob was excellent. I thought that... Uh, Nihi is still my favourite Colts player of all time. I mean, he's accelerated. There's something about his legs when he accelerates, and it's, I can't explain it. It's like he's been put on fast forward. It's, it's a very strange dynamic of how he runs, but he just goes. And it just was a pity he didn't get a one on one with a forward. And I have to say, Matt at fullback with less than 24 hours notice. Superb, very safe. William, leadership from Jack Cardi because he had a 21-year-old on the inside at Scormav, he had two 21-year-olds outside him. This was a chance for Jack Cardi to do an out-half performance where he's, where he's in total control. I thought it was quite good. Yep, he did fine. Uh, he kicked his penalties as well uh, and kicked a couple from distances that would be maybe even slightly longer than he usually, usually does. And that will give him a bit of confidence. I think maybe it's a confidence issue on that. Um, he also kicked for position well which is something we felt last week in Cardiff. We weren't pragmatic enough. We, a couple of times tonight we just decided to boot the ball out and play, get them to do stuff in their own final third of the pitch. So I think he had a very good game. I actually thought the best player in the park for Connor was Alton Delan. Yeah, fine performance. Yeah, Alton was fantastic. There was a couple of times in commentary uh, you thought it was, <laughs> was Connolly because he was just he was just everywhere. He, I thought he was he was brilliant. He had the yeah he had the grace crumb back. Yeah, look, I did just explain first two things. I, I thought I saw That's seven on his back. All forwards look the same to you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, enough of that. Now on my big night going up against Newstalk, you bring that up. Thanks a lot. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, well at least you know that. Um, Jack Carty isn't just in the team because of a few injuries and that he is actually a, a, an established player at this stage. Oh, you, you might, yeah, we might get back to that because I'm confused what that's yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, I'll come on to that later. All right, hmm, interesting. Okay, yeah, you beside the Newcastle commentary. Yeah, they're a good value, I have to say. Uh, you could, uh, you could uh, listen to those guys all day to say their accent is outstanding. Um, <laughs> they kept calling for Nile, man. Um, but uh, they were they were good value. They really enjoyed the way we were playing. Um, yeah, really they seem to be really taken. Listen to their questions to the players after. It's really taken by Connacht. The atmosphere. They love the atmosphere. Yeah, uh, it's a good old spot. This place, isn't it? It's it's a good old place. The fact that we kicked off that little bit later, people were, people's vocal cords were somewhat more lubricated than they normally are, and there was definitely more of a buzz around the place tonight. Okay, so you've introduced a theory. We need to look at the statistics and try and work out why that might be. Any suggestions? Uh, Welcome on Twitter. Anyways, moving on. How can you move on? <laughs> That's not your job. <laughs> I think we should go to some post-game audio. Indeed. Yeah, Pat Lamb and Animal Downey. And, yeah, when they come back, I might introduce a little bit of the Newcastle audio as well. Pat, we were just saying there, in some ways, like, 
that's a real marker there to bounce back so quickly. So we're all talking about this young side making big, big progress. First defeat, how did they react? And they reacted quite well. Yeah, they did. It's, it's you know very, very proud of the guys. I mean, it's just been horrendous the uh, the injuries, and you know then we lost ten and Halloran this morning, the captain and. We had, uh, you know, Matt Healy, who's never played fullback at this level. And so, you know, just said, mate, get back there and lead the guys, and yeah, he'll be fine. And um, he did a great job. And, you know, and then, um, you know, we have six academy boys in there too, and they all acquitted themselves well. And I think I love about this team and, and uh, this group of guys is they're all hungry. They're all, they all want to be part of it. And, and um, you know, we've always said clarity of jobs, uh, get out there and, and show what you can do. And, um, you know, and we had to grind it out. It was a tough. It was a tough game. The conditions, I know, it, it, it was pretty soft underfoot, and we, um, you know, we, we we put some pressure and didn't quite finish things off. And I thought, here we go again, another dogfight, and it was. And you know, fair play to Jack Hardy. Um, had a great game, and his kicking was good. Kept the scoreboard ticking before we pulled away with that try at the end. There. If Catterick missed that kick, or if he gets that kick, like, do you look at the game and think to yourself, do you still feel confident that Connacht would have figured a way out to win it? Like, yeah, I think so. I think like, uh, well, no, I know so. I think, you know, we've been through these situations so many times, and there's enough. You know, while we had a lot of young guys, you know, Ali Moldowney out there, George Naupi was looking after the two young boys with James and uh, Connolly and Sean O'Brien. You know, you had Nathan White out there as well. You know, Jack's a bit of an old head too, and Matt Healy at the back, and you know, Danny, Danny just came back, first came back for a while too, so. Um, you know, I think even though we look at that team, there's there's, there's a lot of guys who haven't played a lot of rugby uh, for injuries and coming back. And um, but you know, I, I suppose the, the best example is Peter Robin and um, and Roy Parada. You know, I said to them before the game that Roy, you had Bundy with you, and then Peter, you had Bundy with you. So too, you need to be the Bundys. You know, you need to get out there and, and do what Bundy does as far as leading, bring the excitement. And I thought for the two of them playing at this level. Uh, they did extremely well, as, as well as you know all the other guys. So, um, and that's what we want. And but the real headache now is is, is next week. You know when we lost uh, losing losing Dave and now losing um, you know and obviously ten and, and only having a six day turnaround. We you know for between Newcastle and obviously a big game here against Ulster too. So um, you know we're going to have to look and see what see what rocks up a training and um, you know today we were right on if we lost another player we would have to field 22-21 and we've already changed Shane and so hopefully they can bend the rules EPCR and uh, and let us get an extra, some, some extra players from our squad and What's really impressive too is the way the likes of Blade can come into a game and seem to have a bank of confidence that you know he shouldn't by any right have. And same can be said about a lot of the lads who stepped up tonight that maybe aren't getting the game time as you said, but they seem to come into the team and feel like they deserve to be there and they can perform. Like. And I think that's a, a lot of credit to the you know to the culture, what the boys are doing off the field, everyone, the mentoring that's going on. You know, I've already spoken about the work Tom McCartney's done, the work that Nipi and Jake had done with the, the back rows, Mole with Sean O'Brien. You know, uh, you know, when we came into the change room, there was all the, the young fellows, but then there was all the boys and then all the injured guys in suits. So it was a pretty busy change room, but yeah, all of those guys in the suits were quite happy, you know, and and, and pleased with uh, what what those guys uh, have done. And but there's a, there's there's a lot of uh, mentoring going on and just making sure guys are doing the work to know their job because they're not going out there as young new players, they're going out there to do the role. So, you know, Caelan Blade is able to go and do what Kiramamian and Cooney and uh, Porter do just because that's his role and he, he brings his bit to it and, and so forth right through the team. Just finally, we're going to talk about Ulster loads next. Everyone's thinking about Ulster, but at the same time, Challenge Cup, three from three now and probably importantly too, four points and none for Newcastle. So yeah. if you want to try and top this pool, you're in a great position to do it. Yeah, it is. I mean, we, you know... We, 
well, we do go one game at a time and we need to, you know, but we have to keep that eye purely because we don't have a, it's a six-day turnaround. We've got a big build-up to this one, but that, that, that six-day, we're playing on a 4G pitch and we saw it happen last time we played at Cardiff. So, you know, there's a few headaches that I've got to sort out uh, myself, um, you know, and uh, but most importantly, um, we just got to make sure that we see what rocks up at training and then um, and hopefully we can field a, a 23. Ali Muldowney, uh, captain of the side at the last minute. Uh, mm. Did that change your approach to the game in any way? No, not at all, really. I mean, um, normally when you call on the line out, you have a lot to say out there anyway because you have to decide what happens. But um, no, not really. We just approach the game. We, we have our process and people tip in and do their own jobs. Yeah. A lot of people stepped in to do, do different jobs this week and uh, they've come out of it with a great victory and a lot of confidence from it. Like. Yeah, it's just proving you know, the quality that we've started to build in our squad and what's coming through our academy. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a real test mentally as well as physically for the team. You know, our injury list, I think, is stronger than our available... Well, more numbers than the available list. But um, we're really... You know, some of the young boys really stepped up and, you know, it's a chance for them to prove their worth as well. What was it like in training this week? First time for, what... Two, maybe three months that you've had to kind of come back from, uh, from a defeat. Did you get any sense of uh, any anxiousness or anything in the squad? Like? Well, no, it's not always, you know, the results are the results in the end of the day, but it's all about our process and the, the way we play and how we handle ourselves. And we know that we could have won that game last week, but we didn't. And, um, you know, nothing, nothing would have changed this week if we'd won that game without driving more at the end or last kick or something like that. If we'd won that game, we, we would have had exactly the same um, uh, process this week. It seemed to be more noticeable than ever the amount of players walking around in suits that are key to the comic cause. What's that been like in training? The amount of injuries, the players that you've had to come in? Yeah, it's challenging. It just you know, it just um, gives us all new challenges every week. I mean, for the forward unit session this week, we've had the lowest numbers I've seen since we've been here. You know, and there's only so much we could do. But you know, that's life. That's the professional game, and we just have to roll with it. And you know, it, we, as long as we front up on the weekend, we do what we can in the week, and then uh, you know, it proved prove today what we can do. felt different to watch in terms of a Pro 12 game to a, a clash now against an English side. You've played a lot of rugby in England. Do you notice the difference when you play Newcastle compared to some of the games you're playing in Pro 12? Uh, yes and no. Premiership teams, you know, historically, you know, they might have bigger packs and a bit more direct mm. a lot of the teams and, um, you know, it's just, it doesn't matter for us, you know, we, we've got Ulster in a couple of weeks, a massive game, you know, God knows what the conditions will be like here. I mean, today was amazing but, you know, teams going to have to be direct against us and even with our young pack, you know, that we fronted up well and that's what we've got to do. No one's going to criticise you if you lose away to Newcastle next week because you're still in poor position in the pool. The lads who take to the field, if you take to the field, how much do you want to win over there as well? Oh, 100%. We're 100% focused on getting the win next week. Mm. We'll get out whatever team we can. Mm. Um, we, you know, we'll find out this week if there's been any more knocks and injuries. We don't know yet. You know, you never really know straight after a game. But then we'll put the strongest team out we can and we're definitely going to go for the win. Just remembering that Johnny Wilkinson game back in 2004, Packy. That was my first game when I was working with Connacht for a couple of years. And uh, there was so much media at that game because he was out for a year after his World Cup heroics. And he came back for Eric Elwood's testimonial at the sports ground. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. All those years ago. All those years ago. Just when Connacht were battling away in this ground that's turned into quite a little bit of a fortress. Anyways, uh, let's hear from some Newcastle audio, including Chris Harris. Uh, we're going to hear from Mayhew, the captain, and then the man himself, Dean Richards. They did, they did come up pretty hard, but again, it was just sort of opportunities that we've missed. Um, they've come up hard as opportunities on the edge, and we just haven't taken them. 
Um, and then look, looking onto that going into next week, we think we can sort of put it right and come away with a victory at home. That's it, be a disappointing touch all over your face, but you're looking forward to getting them back in Kingston Park next Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah massively on our on our home turf, <coughs> fast pitch, play our game, hopefully we can just come away with a better well, a victory. I think they've just got you know, good players throughout. They like to use the ball. Um, we've got some bigger races with ball carriers as well. Um, but I think today they just showed that you know, they played the territory pretty well and probably more disciplined and um, they were a bit more clinical than us. And that was the difference, I think, because it was pretty... You know, the game at one stage could have gone either way and we just sort of let it, let it um, slip. So it's pretty frustrating. Oh, points missed, to be honest with you. Um, created a huge amount of opportunities in the game. Uh, I thought our defence stood and held well, really. Um, the only, the only try-scoring opportunity they had was the one that they scored out at, uh, with at the end, and, and that was a disappointing thing, really. You know, we'd, uh, we'd done all the hard work and uh, a couple of silly penalties here or there, a few small errors here or there, and, and it cost us dear. Um, so, so, yeah, disappointed, really. Young Carty sort of penalised you with the with the boot after penalties were given away. I mean, you must be disappointed by those those sort of five penalties that were kickable. Yeah, and you, you know, you look at the you look at the penalties themselves and, and and question one or two of them. And but but at the same time, you know, you, the 50, 50 calls, which are sometimes uh, they, they'll never go you well go your way when you've got a, a crowd like this, which which uh, I think the referee got swayed a little bit by. But you know, that's life, isn't it? And um, they've got to come to us next week, and it, it'll be a different thing altogether then. They're really passionate, aren't they? It's a little ground, but there's a lot of people here that were right behind the team, and, and when things sort of got difficult for them, they're, they're really sort of the, the extra man, weren't they? Oh, it's, it's a great crowd, it really is, and um, and uh, I'm pretty sure their uh, their support sort of swayed a few decisions. But having said that, you know we uh, we probably shot ourselves on the foot with a couple of errors that we shouldn't have made, and uh, and and those small errors make make a big difference, and uh, made a big difference to the scoreline on the day. And important to get them back to Kingston Port next again and, and try and do a job on them. Uh, without a doubt, and there's no reason why we shouldn't. The voice of Dean Richards. We're, since we're going down memory lane, and myself and Mackie were just talking about a testimonial involving Johnny Wilkins in the Newcastle for years ago. There's Dean Richards. He's come up against Connacht in a lot of different shapes and forms. Yeah, he was here as coach of Grenoble. Uh, Saturday afternoon, there's about 800 people here. Con- 2005, maybe? Yeah, yeah, and Connacht won by... I don't know, 54 points to three, some ridiculous yeah. score. He also won over there, yeah. He spent his in, the entire game standing behind the goalposts at the College Road end, didn't go in with the team at half-time, <laughs> and funnily enough was fired on the following Monday. <laughs> well, uh, look, for Dean's sake, I hope there's no correlation there, but anyways, yeah. Uh, OK, so Newcastle, can like, how strong are they going to be next week? Do Connacht have a chance over there next week? Can we even talk about it? Because we're talking in a vacuum, we don't know who's available. Well, that's that's the that's the question. We like we finished off with um, you know and slightly down on a slight downer on the basis that poor um, Dave McSherry came off the field and he just walked on. It looked like a, a head injury. I don't know if you saw better connections to what happened on your yeah, side. There was no like I, I didn't see anything in terms of the contact, but um, I definitely saw he looked very shaky. So that's really really worrying for Dave. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he's all right and and, and he that's can recover. Thing, yeah. But he, he certainly looked very very down on himself, and it was. Very resigned to the fact that he's, you know, he's injured again, and uh, and he was probably rushed back earlier than not rushed back, but I mean, doesn't he wasn't meant to be in the squad? So I mean, it's probably a week or two earlier than they would have tried it. But what can they do? Uh, possibly, possibly, but you know, he was only on the pitch a minute. Yeah, <laughs> nothing they could do. Well, I think I think it was significant that Nigel Carroll delayed naming the Eagles team until about two o'clock, till about one two o'clock this afternoon. Clearly, they knew Tiernan was out. They wanted to see who was coming in. Who was literally, literally, who was available. And we, Pat says, as we heard from Pat. 
Kieran Gaffney's the player he wanted to bring in, but Kieran's not in the squad. So then you look at who's who do we have that's actually eligible? Dave Mack has brought on. I thought it was two significant things. Matt went off clearly probably to protect him, but Ian Porter doesn't come on. So clearly his ankle injury was, was more significant. And Porter doesn't even come on when Dave goes off. Now, I know there's only a scrum and there's a to go, but you still th- we've actually finished the game with 14 men. So clearly Porter was more injured than we initially thought he was last week. I think we have 20 fit players, guys. I think unless Pat can get the rule changed... There's no chance. I think we're going to go over there, and there'll be 23 guys on on the plane, 23 guys on the on the on the bench, but there'll only be 20 guys will play. This will be Ronan Burns' contribution to the podcast. Yes, he's over here on holiday, relaxing. We might bring you in at the end, Ronan. There, he's actually staying in my spare room. Absolutely. Yeah. Looking after Ronan Burns. You may know him from our World Cup podcast or podcasts of the past. Anyways, Packy. Yeah, we're beyond that. Finney Bealham, we mentioned him. Great performance by him. There were some hidden gem performances in there today as well. From a lot of players that maybe, you know, stepped up when they had to step up. I thought Sean O'Brien was very good and I thought he was unlucky on a couple of the penalties that went against him. That's true, that's true. Finley played well. A couple of free kicks given against him uh, for early engagement. I think he was just really eager. Mm. Played really well. Won a great penalty on the deck and uh, up this end. The in the first half. Um Bohemore more end. Thank you. Thank you, William. Um, he did, uh, but I have to say, I think himself, Alton and James Connolly, uh, James Connolly's turned into a diamond. I'd seen him when he joined Corinthians first uh, a few years ago and I couldn't believe the power he could generate in a hit f- uh, for the size he was and he's, he's, he's put on the timber now that he needs for this and he's carried really, really well. Uh, the ball he ripped out of the tackle over here in the middle of the pitch and the step was outstanding. Um, I think he's a gem. I think he's as good as what's out there at his age level in the country. That's why it's so exciting with him. Like, all these young lads, and, like, to get a win against Newcastle, as well as us coming away going, oh, God, there's lots of other players coming through. Yeah, the win, the win was probably important after last week just for the whole team morale. Mm. And the way they did it to score 10 points when they were down to uh, 14 men, mm. when they'd been under a lot of pressure and making some... Little errors, which was keeping Newcastle in the game. Uh, James Connolly had a very good game. Um, all of these young guys have a lot of belief. We've talked about their belief in the system and the way they're playing and the type of rugby they're trying to play. Um, but they, the injury list is still a, a big problem for him. He'll be looking to get as many experienced players back, especially for the Ulster game. What he does for next Sunday in Newcastle, I don't, I don't know. Uh, whether you just put out an academy side and just see what happens. They have big issues at Christmas. They're playing Leicester and Bath. I can't imagine that they're going to be particularly strong either. They haven't won a game this season. And if, if Connick get nothing from that game, Alan, and go to they're on 13 points now, they're, they're going to get five points at home, so they're going to go to 18 when they play NSI in the last day. A win of any kind in Breve gets you to 22. First of all, you're going to top the group. Second of all, you could be looking even at a home semi-final with 22 points. So they don't have anything to get over in, in England as a bonus, really. Yeah, yeah, but I, Breve are going to be pretty tough away from home like they, they, I've no question they are but I'm just saying if they can dig out a win over there and they've, they have a good record yeah. of winning in France so you can't write them off there that's for sure there is that and we, we do struggle when we play English teams um, but I, I'm assuming what we're going to see on 
Sunday is the same two teams that we saw here tonight. If they've got injury problems, which we believe they have, then yeah. you know they're going to. I think they had seven, eight academy players in their squad, and we had something similar. So you know you're looking at it, it'll be roughly the same two teams. I would have thought at least one or two lads who are were well away from the Eagles squad, maybe at the start of the season, are going to get their first call up for a trip to Jersey, which will be a bit of fun uh, next week. Look, look at the tuna picking. I mean, we've got an. I like to say, kind of very rarely in a position to have an international hooker on the bench for for an Eagles game, and we have to. Tomorrow, uh, Juan Anaya, the Spanish international oh, hooker, yeah. is on the bench yeah, for tomorrow. All looking like what? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, um, yeah, um, it's actually not a, actually uh, for once. It's for once I've seen all the apart. I've seen every single player in that Eagle squad play this over the last year, um, but never all in the same squad, and an awful lot of them not in the Connacht jersey. Um, I think it's just a case of getting used to it getting in the mark. I'd like to see Gaffney have a good game tomorrow because I think he will be the one to be brought oh, yeah. into the squad disappointed he couldn't get a run tonight because um, I'm yeah, so excited yeah, about yeah. what he can bring I'd also like the likes of Cormac Brennan Ed O'Keefe um, there's, a, there's a lad on the bench Matthew Cosgrove from Sligo who's been someone I've been keeping an eye out for a while and that back row I mean we're talking about the back row that's out there there's three guys for the Eagles tomorrow Stevie McVeigh Rory Maloney Mark Kelly they're as good as they're good good players now they, they're, they're the only reason they haven't we don't the nation doesn't know about these guys is because the likes of James Conley no mass and are just that year or two ahead and are just are taking their places but you can see the way we're going through players you can see for a trip like for one of the Italian trips if this injury crisis comes up you're going to see the likes of McVeigh, Kelly, Keane Romain maybe Peter Claffey in the second row because we're losing players in certain positions we might see a Cormac Brennan in the centre we'll definitely see Gaffney will definitely make his debut before too long um, so you just want to see them put him in the performance tomorrow and more importantly you want to see him put him in performance and come off the pitch in one piece-ish <laughs> <laughs> I love the way the nation hasn't discovered that like either A we've decided Connacht is a nation which I like I definitely like that idea it was once before if you know your history and or B the idea that anyone outside of the country knows uh, how some of our Eagles players is pushing it really because it's hard to even get them to you well, know some basic knowledge here. some of the national journalists just know, don't know the first team players no so, they really uh, don't <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean some <laughs> Some guys who played against them still don't know them. So, um. <laughs> exactly, that's when, that's when it really gets frustrating. Yeah, just last year for the God. Anyways, leaving us. All right, I think it's nearly time to wrap it up. But before we go to the end of the business, and they, all the lads look like they're, they're, they're primed full of any other business. Ronald Bird, yeah. Welcome to Galway. Well, you enjoying your you enjoying your first few minutes of your stay. Yeah, well, I was delighted to, get to, uh, to be in the sports ground for a win. You know, to be honest, well, I, in my long history of uh, supporting Connacht, I've been to far more losses than I have to wins. So it's always nice to, to, to see you win. And uh, yeah, do you know, they, 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 for, they, they were comfortable uh, for the win as well, I think. They, they, the better side for, for much of the game. Um, and uh, it was good to see them finish with a try because they... Uh, they seem to be playing within themselves a wee bit, I think. It's certainly in the backs. Uh, the forwards, I think, laid the platform pretty much solidly through the whole game. Backs, I thought, maybe not as aggressive on the ball as they needed to be. And when we had the yellow card, I think, just to spark some sort of, uh, I don't know, a bit of, a, bit of aggression. And uh, we got to try just to seal the, a good win, you know. It'll be interesting to see how we go next week. Like you're a long-standing Connick fan, and I, I know the first time I met you was in the streets of Narbonne about 15, 14, 15 years ago. But uh, leaving that aside, like, well, can you believe how much, how far this team has come? Can you believe the season they're having? Do you have to pinch yourself? Uh, I, no, to be honest, like I, I, when you look back through the seasons, like we've had, uh, we, we're in the midst of, a, of a, 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 the most incredible injury crisis I think has ever afflicted Connacht. But we've had several of them over the last couple of seasons, and I think you know, under Eric and under under Pat, they've both been blighted with massive injury uh, uh, problems from from a lot of key players, and it's affected our seasons in, in, in the past. But 
when you look at the way we've played in the last couple of seasons, you know, you know the, the days of going under Bradley where we used to go off and concede games before we even landed in, the, in, in, in opposing towns and get battered out of the gate, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen anymore. You know, we lose games... But we're always competitive. We were always in the, even last season when we were only we were you know, when we were getting seven and eight and nine wins or whatever. Like you know, it was um, we were competitive in all the games. There were always games that we we look back to, at the end of the season and said, "There's half of the games there we we probably should have won." There's another couple of games we should have got something out of you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this season is really just taking the next step. I think you know the guys that are that the the, the brilliant part of it is the, is the young lads that are coming in and, and slotting in and. and and that are showing the self belief uh, to 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 compete at, at, a, at a very decent level, you know. Thanks, Ronan. We might have you back in another podcast somewhere along the way. Maybe if we get to the knockout stages of Europe, you'll be joining us for the England games. Any other business? Yeah. Alan's up. Yeah, it's it's, it's um, as we sort of I alluded to earlier on. Mm-hmm. It's 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 national journalists not really knowing what we're all about or knowing who we've got at one stage. I, I, I know heresy. I, I flicked onto news talk rather than listening to you at one stage. You switched me off. I did. I jumped. This is my big night head to head against three stations with Newcastle in there, Yeah, I jumped across just when Jack was taking one of his, his early penalties mm-hmm. and to, to hear the commentator talk about the fact that isn't it great? One of, the, one of the few good things about the injury list is that it allows young players like Jack to have the opportunity to nail down a spot. And I'm thinking, really, you know, he's our starting 10 for most of the season. Like, hello, if you're going to come down and you're going to do a job do a little bit of research it's um, kind of frustrating I think it's a medical condition mainly prevalent in Leinster called phrenoitis <laughs> <laughs> I like that nice nice one Ronan Packy any other business have you left a mint on Ronan's pillow <laughs> no freshly pressed sheets yes yes I was actually a little bit late liar, liar. Yeah, no no well no they weren't pressed but they were washed so does that come for into okay that's, 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 that's good like, uh, to be honest I didn't expect that well, yeah, yeah. I don't surprised. think he did either I, I, and I got some bread in and I have the porridge ready I was like, it's done a good job yeah and look after people Dave any other business is that your any other business back? no no, I, no, no I just got to say the, the one thing for me with Connacht at the minute is uh, mindset if that team went out under previous coaches, hmm. Um, hmm. you'd say, right, the, they've kind of we've conceded that game and it's given guys game time and stuff like that. It's a bit like Ron was saying earlier. But now it's uh, you'd have no worries at all about anybody slotting in to any position. That's there was a Jack Carty would talk like um, you know he was real leader tonight. He was he's what he's 22, 23. 20, 23. Okay, he had a twenty-one-year-old scrum half. A 21-year-old first centre, 20-year-old second centre. Knee is 23, I think. Yeah. Matt Healy is like, uh, you know, he was like a granddad there and he's 26. Yeah. You know, and Danny, when he's gone, that's, that's something else. Like, And I was looking there, I, I wrote it down, but James Connolly, 22, Finlay Bealham, 22, Alton Deland, 22. That's Conan O'Donnell off the bench in 19. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing uh, about those lads is their attitude is... Absolutely, one hundred percent. The hits Dalton put in were outstanding, and I, I just—it's—it's it's all mindset. It's all mindset. They're born winners, those guys, and I think they—they they deserve any accolade they get now over the rest of the season. And one last thing, uh, Ali Muldowney for an Irish squad. Oh, big call! What a story that'd be at thirty-two. It's not really. It's not a big call. No, no, it's not. Um, Everyone's talking about him. Like we talk about, like whether where the rest of the country even knows Connacht players. Well, everyone knows Ali Mulzani after the last couple of weeks. Yeah, no, he's been outstanding. 
absolutely outstanding. He's been leader against uh, Munster um, when the ridiculous penalty try was uh, was called. Uh, he just he, he galvanised the team together. He's just he's he's, he's come on in leaps and bounds. He's like a fella that's got a second wind or a second go at it. He's um, I think there's a, there's a lot there's a huge amount of positives in Connacht. Brilliant, Packy. Dave, any other business? Ah, small point. Dear national journalists, if you're going to write rumours that are coming from seriously high up about players moving, make sure the player knows exactly what's going on because when the player turns around and says, I have no idea what you're talking about in national media, you look like a right gimp. Okay. Do we need details or do we just follow your Twitter? Everybody knows what Ah, I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't think we need to give them. Uh, William, any other business? Did you enjoy your trip to Cardiff with me last week? Yes, yes, uh, indeed. The three-hour bus ride to Heathrow was... Oh, painful. Yeah, very enjoyable (laughs) in a very expensive way. It's not exactly three days in Moscow, but, you know, (laughs) it was tough. uh, Yeah, it was a good trip. It was a pity about the result. And I think they... I have watched the game since. We should have won it. And I think they will have analysed that... And I think they'll probably be quite disappointed. I think they were disappointed. There's a lot of grumpy pe- people the following morning eating very silent breakfasts. And that's what you want to see. They, they, were, they take it pretty seriously. Just an observation about all the injuries. Um, it's a perennial problem for Connacht. It's interesting. I follow West Ham quite closely. We've now got six or seven players badly injured. And yesterday, the manager, uh, Slavon Bilic, basically has moved to the new training facility even though it's not really ready because he said he's not happy with the pitch conditions at uh, where they are in the old training facility and I suspect modern sports medicine is very in-depth I have no idea what's happening with Connacht it's a different game it's a much harder contact sport Um, but I expect they will be looking at absolutely everything to do with this whether it's involving warm-ups or fatigue, muscle fatigue what they're doing because it's very very serious Okay, good point, if you're listening to the noise at the back we have no idea what it is either but I'm sure it's a lot of people spinning out from the Connacht Clan bar, is there anything else? Quick roll call, who's going to Newcastle with me this week? Packy, are you going? Fred, not Roy Oh, I thought you were on for it Roy. Try that again. It's Roy. It's Roy. <laughs> At least know the name of the guy who's doing the podcast. Roy could stick, yeah. I'm going to take a trip to France, though. So, um, oh. uh, yeah, that's 100%. So. We'll sign you up for the brief podcast, and I'm sure Roy will present it. <laughs> he will. Please release that fixture date now oh, so yeah. that we can. Don't release it on December the 23rd. We want to book and find out what we're doing. Is anybody listening at EPCR? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm not even sure they watch the rugby that they cover. And they don't even know how to check team sheets, but that's a whole other story. Alan, it's just me and you going to Newcastle next week. Looks like it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Why I? Yeah, it's going to be grateful. You'll have to wear a second string vest, lad. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Pat Lamb loves it anyways. He used to play there. Kenny lasses up there, I'll tell you. Hey, none of that now. Let's leave this podcast right here. In and out in a day. Thanks, folks. Yeah.